Moving Mountains is a new series we're going to take on, and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 17. We're going to read our series scripture this morning. Many of us have mountains in our lives that need to be moved, and the first thing we need to do is identify those mountains that need to be moved. But I would venture to say even before we identify the mountains, we need to understand what it is we need to move the mountain. You know, Jesus said one time that before a man builds his house or a house, he must, what, count the cost. Got to count the cost. Before we take on any project, we're having a project done at our home where we're having some things fixed up, fixed up and a door replaced and we had a gas line replaced and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, folks were in the house making holes in the walls and now they got to repair it and they're doing all kind of things. But before they were able to do that, how many know the guy had to come over and look and he had to measure and he had to figure what materials do I need? What is it I need to do this job? In order to get these mountains moved in our lives, we have to figure out what it is we need. And uh, it may seem like that's complicated. Boy, I mean, what do we have to do? I have to measure up the mountain? Do I have to figure out what kind of mountain it is? Does it depend on the size of the mountain or the style? What about the color of the mountain? Does it? Uh, I have good news for you this morning. It doesn't matter what your mountain is, how big or small, what color, what facet, what phase the mountain is in, it doesn't matter. There is one word that you need to know this morning that will move your mountain. And that word is faith. Faith. For the just shall live, walk, move, and have our being by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Come on, somebody. God said, if you believe, Jesus told several people, if you only believe, if you believe, if you believe. And so that's what we need this morning. That's our main ingredient. That's our foundation this morning is to get our mountains moved. So Matthew chapter 17, if you're there, if you have it, say I have it. All right. Verse 14. Let's begin at verse 14. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And uh, we'll, if you have a different version, we'll get to the same place together. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 says this. It says that when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, talking about Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17, then Jesus answered, and he said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples, verse 19, came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Jesus said, because, because, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have what? Faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. However, this kind does not go out except 
by prayer and fasting. We're talking this morning about moving mountains. You know, when I think about mountains, I've been out west a few times in the, in the Pacific Northwest and, uh, and through West Virginia and, and, and several areas that have mountains, as many of you uh, have been. And uh, there's something awe-inspiring about mountains to me. Isn't it? I mean, you look over at a mountain and it's just uh, awesome. Some mountains seem like they reach into the heavens. I mean, there's clouds on top of the mountains. At the base of the mountain, it could be 95 degrees. But if you were to climb all the way to the top of the mountain, it would be snowing and 25 degrees. I mean, it's so high in the air. I mean, uh, mountains are just awe-inspiring when you look at them. And, uh, you know, in this series, we're going to explore uh, a few mountains that are in our lives that are actually awe-inspiring to us. Come on. There's mountains in our lives that we must get over. There are mountains in our lives that we must move out of the way in order to advance. There's some mountains in our lives that we're not going to be able to uh, just go around and leave it there. There's some mountains in our lives that are going to have to be destroyed in order for us to move forward. I remember watching a movie years ago, and I, I loved this movie. Some of you may remember it was called An Officer and a Gentleman. You remember that movie? And in that movie, Louis Gossett Jr., he played this drill sergeant. I mean, he was a tough, mean, hardcore drill sergeant. And Richard Gere played this recruit. And he came in, and I, I, it was very, um, there was something very reflective <laughs> about that because I was in the Army, and I remember getting yelled at like that, you know. But what I remember about that movie is there was a, a young lady that was in there training, and her last name was Seagar. And you may not remember her, but I, she stood out to me because they had to go through this obstacle course. And they had to go, and part of the obstacle course, there was this great wall, and they had to climb the wall with this rope and then get over the wall to the other side and then continue on. And she could do everything in the obstacle course, but when she got to this wall, it was difficult. She'd get a quarter of the way up the wall and fall back down. She'd get halfway up the wall and couldn't get over. She'd get almost to the top. And she just couldn't get over the wall and go back. And so she would quit for the day. And he'd say, all right, you have to try next time. You have to try next time. And I remember going, watching that movie and going through the movie. And about three quarters of the way through the movie, she had gotten through every test. And she was proud of herself. The drill sergeant was proud of her. But he said to her, you still got to get over that wall, Seagar. Before you graduate, you still have to get over that wall. And I believe the Lord would say to us today, there's some mountains in our lives. You still have to move that mountain. That mountain has to be moved in your life. No matter how successful you are, no matter how thankful you are, no matter what you accomplish in life, no matter how far you get, no matter how much money you save, whatever it may be, there are mountains in our life that we just have to move out of the way. You don't get the second grade until you graduate first grade. Come on, somebody. Some of us are wondering, why does it seem like I keep going around the mountain? It's because God is saying, stop going around the mountain and move it. I don't want the mountain there. Get it out of the way. And there's only one way we're going to do that. That's through faith. Jesus said, because? Why can I not move it? Why? Because? Because of your unbelief. Because of your lack of faith. The message translation puts it this way. 
in verse 20. It says, because you are not yet taking God seriously. Some of us would say, yeah, you know, it seems like I believe. I believe God. I believe. The, the, the message translation says, you're not yet taking God seriously. Put the next slide up there, Sarah. You're not taking me seriously. The simple truth is that if you had a mere kernel of faith, come on, a poppy seed, say, you would tell this mountain, move, and it would move. There's nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. So I just put up here just a few mountains in our life. There may be many mountains. There's probably mountains that are not thought of up here, but these are some of the ones we're going to deal with. Remember that it doesn't matter what the mountain is, even though we're dealing with these particular mountains. No matter what the mountain is, you can move it. We sang some songs this morning. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. How many know that God is a mountain mover? Come on, God is able to move mountains. But can I tell you something this morning? By faith, so are you. Sometimes we sit around and wait for God to move a mountain and God is saying, I have given you my spirit and I have given you my faith by the faith of Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20. Come on. I live, move, and have my being by the faith of Jesus Christ. He has given us faith. Romans chapter 12. You have faith. Faith. Everyone is given a measure, the measure of faith. So God is saying, you have it. We're going to deal with the mountain of sin. We're going to deal with the mountain of debt. How many know that the debt is a mountain? We're going to deal with the mountain of poor health. Come on, somebody. I know the devil puts stuff on us and we need to pray. I know it. I, I, I know it. But we need to have faith through that thing. We're going to deal with the mountain of depression. And we're going to deal with the mountain of mediocrity. We don't need to live mediocre lives. You are children of the king for Christ's sake. I can say that in the right context. A lot of people use that out of context. But I can say it this morning in the right context. You are children of the king for Christ's sake. Come on. For God's sake. You are children of the king. We don't need to live mediocre lives. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly abundantly so when we talk about moving mountains here's my definition for moving mountains and what mountains represent mountains represent the obstacles or problems maybe barriers that are in front of you come on that seem impossible to move yet God is a mountain mover and by faith guess what so are you Somebody say, I'm a mountain mover. Somebody say it and believe it. I'm a mountain mover. Come on, you can move the mountain. Doesn't matter how long. The mountain could have been there for 35 years. And you want to give up. I gave up on that mountain a long time ago. Guess what? Today, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a new day. And guess what? You are a mountain mover. You, 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 you specialize in moving mountains that have been there for 35 years. Come on. Anybody can move a mountain that just showed up. Oh, that mountain is new. That, just, it's, that mountain's been there 10 days. I can move that out of the way easy. Come on. But you specialize in 50-year-old mountains. You specialize in generational curse mountains. Come on, somebody. Come on, alcoholic, alcoholic, alcoholic. Guess what? Boom, mountain mover. Stop right now. Come on. You are a mountain mover. But listen, 
Here's the key to it. You have to believe it. You can't just say, that sounds good, Pastor Mike. Amen. No, you have to believe you are a mountain mover. Because what did Jesus say? Because, because of your unbelief. You have to believe that he has given you the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the same one that raised him from the dead. Come on, somebody. And he has given you the faith to move the mountain no matter what it is. I don't care how much you owe. I don't care how long you've been sick. I don't care what's happened in your life. I don't care how long that relationship has been sour. It doesn't matter. You specialize in it. You specialize in it because God does. Because he does, you do. You have the faith to move the mountain. Here's some things. Here's what I want to do this morning. First of all, we need to identify our mountain. So we're going to do that in a few moments. But here's all I want to do today is I, I want to tell you so you'll be able to identify. This is what the devil wants you to believe about mountains. Let's first identify our enemy. Amen. And then let's go in there and knock him out. Come on. Let's give him some Joe Lewis. Rocky Marciano. Let's go in and knock him out. Come on. Here's what the devil wants you to believe. The devil wants you to believe, first of all, what we've been saying is that mountains just seem impossible. Because if he can get you to believe that mountains seem impossible, he can get you to give up on the mountain. Give up on it. You know what? I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to deal with the mountain. I've dealt with it uh, all of my life or most of my life. And, you know, I'm 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old now. And I've dealt with the mountain this whole time, so I, I'll just deal with it. And God is saying, guess what, you, to use my best English, you ain't dead yet. You ain't dead yet. You can still get that mountain out of the way. And, and two things, one, you can live the, the life that you have left without that mountain. And, and number two, it'll be an example for someone else of moving the mountain. Tell them, don't wait till you're 70 like me or 60 or whatever it is. Move it now. You can move it at 18. You can move it at 25. You can move the mountain. But your enemy wants you to say, ah, that mountain seems so impossible. Back in 2 Kings 6.15, Elisha's servant got up early, went out, saw an army with horses. You know the story. Chariots surrounding the city. And he said to Elisha, oh, no, what will we do? Jesus said, open your eyes. Open your eyes and look. Look at what I gave you. Look at how I brought you through last time. Look at someone else's testimony. We overcome by the word of our testimony. Look at how they came over. Well, but that's them. See, mountains seem impossible. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. We can feel like it's too much for me. Oh, master, what will we do? What will we do? You can, you can think, well, oh, that ship has sailed. I, I, I'm too old now. It, it's over. Thinking about it in Genesis, Abraham fell on his face in Genesis 17 and laughed and said to himself, can a 100-year-old man become a father? Sarah, 90 years old, have a child? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simple answer is, yeah, it can happen. And if they can have children, you can move whatever mountain is in your life. <laughs> There's an old Chinese proverb that says this. It says, the, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, granted. The second best time is now. So we got the second best time. Let's deal with now. Do it now. 20 years ago is gone. You can't go back 20 years and plant a tree. 
far as I know, only in the movies have they invented time travel devices. So you can't go back 20 years, but just guess what? Now. You haven't done it, what's preventing you from planting a tree now? Start now. And we look back at our previous failures. That's why it just seems impossible to us. Previous failures. Thinking about Luke, chapter 5, when he finished speaking to the crowds, Jesus, he said to Simon, row out farther into the deep. Drop your nets for a catch. Simon replied, you know it, master, we've worked hard all night and we caught nothing. Looking back at previous failures, Jesus is saying, look, a man, a woman with their hand to the plow, looking backward, is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven, come on, is before you. John said, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God would tell you today, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Everybody failed yesterday. Don't let anyone tell you that they never failed because everybody failed yesterday. Last week, last year, whatever. We all done stupid things in our lives. Come on. We've all come short. All have come short of the glory of God. So don't look at that. And then here's what mountains do to us. They cause fear. They cause fear. You get threats from the enemy. I remember back in 1 Kings when Ahab told Queen Jezebel what Elijah had done and, and that he had slaughtered the prophets of Baal. You remember this story? She sent, message, she sent a message to Elijah. You killed my prophets and now I swear, whoo, I swear the gods that I, by the gods that I'm going to kill you by this time tomorrow. And, and not only did she just say, I'm, I'm coming to get you, but she told him when? By tomorrow night, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> By this time tomorrow night, I'm coming to get you. That's what the devil tells you. What do we say? What are we going to do now? Come on. In fact, you ain't even got to come. I'm bringing the fight to you. I'm going to start speaking some scripture. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to speak what the word says. I'm coming to you because guess what? The gates of hell cannot stop me. Come on. You can put up some gates and some fences, but it can't stop me from coming in and getting back what you stole from me. Come on, my confidence in the Lord. It's not always just material things. The devil will steal your confidence. He'll, he'll, he'll try to steal your very faith. Come on. But he can't stop you. Mountains can cause fear in our life. Threats from the enemy. Also, what about no clear understanding? Sometimes, I, I, don't, know how you, I don't know how you're going to do it. We'll just sing. Don't know how you're going to do it. But you're going to do it. Come on. It's not important that you know how he's going to do it. The important thing is that he's going to do it. And you believe that he's going to do it. Come on, somebody. When you get out there and you, you, you go to the airport and you step on that airplane, come on. Well, I, hold on. Before we take off, hang on a second. First of all, I got to figure out how aerodynamics works. So when it goes to the wind comes across the wing and how do you lift if you're going this, I got to figure all that out. Because if I don't know that, I'm not, we're not going anywhere. You don't care about all that. All you care is that the plane flies, takes off safely, and lands safely, and has as little turbulence as possible in the middle. That's what you care about. I don't care about the, the laws of uh, aerodynamics and all of those types of things. All I care about is that it works, right? What about gravity? I'm a, you know what? I really don't believe in it because I don't understand it. So I'm going to go on top of this church building and jump off because I really don't. No, you don't. You just know it works. You've seen it happen before. You know it works, so you're not going to do it. Come on, somebody. Now, why, why when it comes to the Lord, we're not that way? 
God said, don't worry about how it works and how I do things. Just believe that I will do it. I will do it. Come on. Don't let, don't let mountains cause fear in your life. And here's what the enemy also does. Mount, you know, if, if, if mountains are, seem impossible to you, mountains cause fear, what they'll do is they'll hinder you. And they hinder destiny fulfillment. They hinder you from fulfilling your purpose and your destiny in life. That's why we have to get over the mountain. That's why you still got to get over that wall, Seagar. You still got to get over the wall. That's why, because you have a destiny to fulfill. You have a purpose to fulfill. You are not here for no reason. You're not here to get up, brush your teeth, go to work, eat, and go to sleep, and that's it for the rest of your days. You are here for a purpose, to fulfill your destiny. Fear, anxiety, worry, discouragement, and unbelief will keep you from taking steps on the road that leads to your purpose. And Jesus says, you need mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith to fulfill your destiny. Here's what you need to know. Those are the things the enemy wants you to know. Here's what you need to know that I've already told you, but you might want to jot this down, is that mountains need faith. Mountains need faith. You're not going to get over the mountain any other kind of way. You can take out a loan. You can uh, talk to people. You can cry in, your, in spilled milk, whatever it may be. Uh, you can get somebody else to worry with you. You can do all of those things. But mountains need faith. Mountains need faith. And I wish this was just a message just on faith alone because we get into what that means. That doesn't uh, mean that, uh, yeah, just in my heart I believe. No, you're not even saved that way. You can't get into heaven just believing in your heart. What's the other thing you got to do? Confess it with your, you got to speak it with your mouth. Mountains need faith. They need you to speak it. What did Jesus say? Let's go back to Matthew. Let me go back to Matthew 17 for a moment. What, what did Jesus say when he was talking to them about moving that mountain? Matthew chapter 17, he gave them instructions. He wasn't, see, you thought Jesus was just jumping on them. You, you faithless and perverse generation. He told him, he said, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will look at the mountain and it'll get, it'll get out of your way because it's scared of you. Was that what he said? He said, you'll, you'll just believe in your heart. You'll think in your heart, mm, I sure wish that mountain would move and it'll move. Is that what he said? He said, you will say to this mountain, move! And it will go from here to there. Faith requires some confession, folks. Believe it in your heart and speak it with your mouth. Paul, speaking about the gospel message in Romans 1.17, said, said, for in, in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith, to faith, as it is written, the just shall live. I asked you last week, how long do you live? How many hours in a day do you live? How many, how many days in a week? I remember all of them, that's right. How many days in a week? How many weeks in a year? All of them. So you live by faith all the time. When you sleep, when you get up in the morning, when you're going to bed at night, when you're having lunch, when somebody's fussing at you, when you're upset and mad, all of that, you live by faith. Mountains need faith. Here's what you're going to have to believe about mountains, is that mountains can be conquered. Mountains can be conquered. Mountains can be conquered. I just, if you don't get anything else today, I want you to get in your heart, get in your spirit, that mountains can be conquered. Financial mountain 
can be conquered. Come on, overweight mountain can be conquered. A mountain of, uh, uh, of bad relationships can be conquered. Mountain of illness, sickness, it can be conquered. I know those things sometimes just make you feel like giving up. They beat you down, especially a, a sickness sometimes. It can just beat you down and make you just feel like giving up. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. But God wants you to rise from the ashes. How do you do that? You begin to speak his word. No matter what your circumstances are, you speak his word in the midst of it. Believe that mountains can be conquered. See, Nelson Mandela said this one time. He said, it always seems impossible until it's done. <laughs> always seems impossible until it's done. Then you realize it's possible. So don't wait for a satisfaction before it's done. Waiting for the satisfaction of I know it's going to be done. No, you'll be able to get that satisfaction on the other side. <laughs> Come on. But you just need to rest in the fact that God has given you the power, the faith to move mountains.